0: So the general format is basically, I think, two or three questions. So I'll just—it'll be one at a time, though. <laughs> all right. So the first one is, what is a good life? Oh man. And and all of them, you can end it with to you. So what is a good life to you?
1: So to me, the good life is uh basically uh, always just trying to find like you know virtues in life, but basically happiness, like you know. Like, a very, uh, low standard of ego, because I really, like, for a long time, like, um, I had a lot of, you know, uh, like, pride and, and, you know, inner alpha male whatever crap in my life. Like, mm. like I was all about, uh, you know, scoring, you know, chicks and, you know, smoking cigarettes and tr- going out and drink. But, uh, you know, until recent, like, actually, I changed my lifestyle because of the consequences I had to suffer due to this whole mentality of, you know, wanting to be a, the tough guy, you know? Because growing up, I, uh, fucking... Oh, can i swear
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: because growing up uh, i was i grew up as an only child and uh i had uh three women raise me and i never had a like an older brother figure or really a father so i always in movies i always looked for characters who the, the machista kind of guy yeah. you know like like you know like han solo or uh what's another uh like like you know the badass i basically always yeah. look for the badass and that's who i always how i always influenced myself as this you know this tough guy looking guy you know and here i am 20 years old my parents are back together you know it's fine but uh you know, I'm 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 at that age, you know, where I just want to be an individual, more independent. So for a, for a while, I was, uh, you know, just going out. I was sleeping in my car at some point because I did not want to be with my parents whatsoever. I was smoking stokes, weed, drinking, and uh, you know, I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of ego. I thought I was a god, you know. Essentially, yeah. I I told every I I said anything I wanted. Like fuck, I want to go kill myself, but I'm trying to be hard to kill at the same time. You know, just like that whole tough, you know, mantra. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, then recently, you know, I was eating a lot of junk food as well. You know, like Jack in a Box, you know, Burger King. I wasn't cooking my own meals. I was drinking soda, beers, no water. I Barely, maybe like half a bottle of water um, once a week. Wow. Yeah. And uh, then rea- then, after, like, you know, I was living in my car f- around, uh, I want to say, February. And I got eczema. I found out I had eczema. Mm. I'm like, at first, it was just a small little, you know, little dot. Yeah. Then, like, the next day, it just got bigger and started scratching more. It got bigger and bigger until, like, the size of, a, like like, a... Like a, like a big, you know, one of those big bandage um, uh, patches. Yeah. And I got super scared. Like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Like, so I started doing more research. And I, at first I thought it was psoriasis. I freaked the I freaked the fuck out, you know. And at the time I was smoking weed every single day, every single yeah. night. So, you know, weed, I know this now, weed made me extremely paranoid. I don't smoke weed anymore, by the way. Mm. And uh, so what I did is uh, I went back home. I told my mom, Mom, what is this? You know, me being... A little kid again you know like as if I fell off mom I, I fell come come take care of me you know I was going back as that you know that little five-year-old kid to his mom yeah and uh, my mom oh man she was so uh caring for me like she was so worried now and I've and been treating her like shit I was neglecting her you know I wouldn't show up I wouldn't text her I wouldn't call her and uh so she put like cream on me it was like you know it wasn't going away for like a good month even though I was with her and I've and after having a lot of eczema, you know my ego really dropped i um, i lost um my self confidence because like I felt like something was wrong with me like oh man i'm like i'm not i'm not immortal yeah, <laughs> i yeah. have I have like this curse, so then you know I just stopped going now I just stayed home I changed my diet i uh, actually recently I just changed my entire lifestyle um for for the first two weeks, I went vegan just fruits and uh because, uh since I had, I thought I had psoriasis, um, that meant I must have had a, a leaky gut. So, and that was due to like the constant, you know, uh, junk food I would eat. So, mm. what I did is I had to raise my pH, my alkaline. So, all I do again, just eat veggies and fruits. That was essentially it. But you know, t- going, going without dairy, meat, just cutting it off like that, it was, it was terrible. So, after like a few more months, I started adding some lean meats like chicken, and salmon. And uh, so, yeah, I just started, you know, um, again, for a month, for a good month, I just stayed indoors and I just started, you know, uh, reading about, you know, uh, philosophy. I feel yeah. like to this day, I'm so grateful that I discovered philosophy because at the time when I was working at the Old Spaghetti Factory, little did I know, my manager, he was a, uh, he was a philosophy major. Mm. And he would, you know, tell me about, you know, some stuff here and there, but I didn't really um, care for it. But, like, after, you know, reading about philosophy, I started talking more with my manager about it since he was, you know oh, man, this guy, he taught me a lot about philosophy, and that's what drove me to uh, attend this um, philosophy class, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just started looking a lot into Eastern Buddhism, uh, you know, Taoism, uh, Zen, especially Zen Buddhism. I'm trying to practice that a lot more just to live in the present. And, you know, the whole, like, again, to your question, what is, like, a, a happy uh, life to me? Yeah. To me, it would be uh, simply to just be in the present, let like like uh like uh Kylo Ren says, let the past die, and I, and at the same time you know he he doesn't say this, but you know let the future just be a mystery and just live right now in the present. Cause like, and i by the way I'm cured. Like, do since I changed my diet, I I started doing yoga again wow. just, again. I just changed my entire lifestyle. Like two months ago, I was out three in the morning smoking a cigarette uh questioning everything and like and part of the reasons why I was like always I was so pissed off because my dog had died mm. you know I was really close to my dog I feel like one of the that was one of the biggest biggest impacts in my life because I've never had a close uh, uh you know really being to me die. that was like the first you know boom he's dead he got he got hit by a car so that's what made it more dramatic for me yeah and uh but yeah uh I was just holding on to that um whole grief but then after you know after you know you start reading about you know philosophy you just just accept it that's it that's what I like about philosophy it's just your perspective the way once you change your perspective and everything the whole chem the chemicals in your brains just change completely now I'm just like oh man I love life mm. I love it so much and yeah so just be um, in the present you no know, delete all your ego well not all of your ego you know you want to have some dignity here and there of course but you know like my philosophy would be pretend you know nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I used to pretend. I used to feel like I knew everything. Like I was. I don't know. No, you're wrong. I'm right because I'm smart as fuck. Because I I knew how smart what I was capable of in terms of am, am, intellectually. You know I was confident. I knew the right words to say. You know I was. I felt like a sociopath. Like 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 you. You know in your in your uh, story, you almost you felt like you were you know going insane.
0: Oh yeah, I I was insane. I think that's the correct definition of insane. Yeah, yeah. is delusions and hallucinations, not that you're weird. That's different. It's what your mental experience is in that moment. Yeah, yeah, sure. especially if it's out of your control. Basically, you, you you normally, you know, you're driving the car and you turn the wheel and the wheel, you know, you turn your steering wheel and the wheels turn in a certain ratio. The problem yeah. is when you're turning the wheel and the wheels aren't turning in the same ratio anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where it's like the, your, your, the control system has some type of damage and it's on a level that can't be observed from the outside except by an expert. You can't look at somebody and immediately know yeah, that it's psychosis. Yeah. So it's just like, is this person just acting up or are they trapped in their own brain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, what you said
1: earlier before uh, this podcast,
0: how um, when
1: you're in the moment, you don't, you don't realize how uh, irrational it is, the thing that you are yeah. doing. That's exactly how I felt, dude. Like again, you know, s- smoking cigarettes, man. Like I, I, I by the way, I completely, I'm um, cut alcohol, cigarettes. I've been sober for the for the past uh, two months.
0: Nice. So
1: yeah, I'm really proud of that. So,
0: I'm actually really uh, connected to the recovery world, yeah. because for me, so I I actually live in a recovery house now. Really. I've never had issues with drugs, but because I got involved with this whole thing through the courts, it turns out that mental health. Uh, the mental health bracket covers things like bipolar disorder, which I have, mm-hmm. and, like, meth addiction. Okay. So, so I'm, like, hyper aware of, uh, I, I mean, I'm constantly surrounded by people who are either, one, like, in recovery, or two, like, I just saw a couple of people over the last three weeks that I knew them while they were in recovery, and now I see them, like, strung out on the streets. Yeah. So, like, they relapsed. So I I'm 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 close to that kind of uh struggle even though I'm not in it. Right,
1: right. No, yeah, dude um, Like, it's better to be, you know, empathetic than critical, you know. Right. For me it was the other way around two months ago, but like now it's the other way around. I'm more empathetic than critical. Yeah. But yeah. Um
0: I actually uh have a comment that I think is, is very beautiful that yeah, on no, what right. you said. Which is it seems like you found one of the weaknesses of hyper-masculinity is that it doesn't take into account the interactions between people. So basically, like, yes. if you need help, that's the weakness. Yes, because now mm-hmm. you're not in a you're you're in one of the worst positions to gain help from someone else if you've been screwing everybody over, even if it's been benefiting mm-hmm. you. So, uh, yeah, that that type of um, neglect of acknowledging that it's not each individual for themselves. Yeah. There are too many situations in life where it's, it's more of a collective uh, um, kind of uh, economy of scale situation where the more people are involved, the more effective it is for everybody to get what they need. That's not, it's not always the case that it's a competition. Yeah. And yeah. philosophy is one of the big, um, to me, it's almost an in-between because on one hand you're questioning and I think the way that a lot of people think of questioning is what you were hinting at, which is that they're thinking, fuck you. What you're saying is wrong, Yeah. right? But yeah. there's another side to it that I think everybody who studies philosophy eventually appreciates, which is that it's not so much fuck you. Fuck you is being anti-you. Mm-hmm. But what about one degree to the right of where you are? What's that? That's not fuck you. That's some percentage of what you're saying is right. And another percentage of what you're saying might not be on solid ground. Yeah, you know, so it's not an attack. It would be a weak attack. So a lot of times when people have conversations with, you know, the philosophical type, and, or uh, let me just say directly, when people talk to me and they say, you know, this or that, and I say, well, mm-hmm. you know, it seems mm-hmm. like maybe some combination of them plus this third thing, plus you're not even considering this fifth thing, it sounds like a weak thing to say like oh you can't pick a side you don't you know you don't have a stance but the truth of the matter is sometimes the way the stances are chopped up does not map to reality so so it's it's not it's like it's a questioning but it's a soft questioning so it's not hyper masculine it's not it's not attacking anything it's just finding truth that's the whole idea that's the whole goal definitely and it's 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 kind of interesting when people feel threatened by philosophical thought or by uh you know the scientific method i think they're closely related maybe i'm projecting but by the scientific method or philosophical thought um but i think it's beautiful that you mentioned that that, like the the drive toward Mm hypermasculinity. you know where it came from because you know okay maybe you didn't have male figures around yeah this is how men are portrayed in movies perhaps this is what I'm supposed to be like.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Like, you start to question, you know, again, like, before I discovered philosophy and even before this whole masculinity phase, like, I just always question, what's my purpose in life? What's my purpose in life? And that's the beauty about philosophy. It's like, dude, like, like, Friedrich Nietzsche's, uh, I forgot how that quote goes, but basically it means, like, we're, we're so, we're we're nothing that we're free to do anything kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the beauty of it.
1: Yeah, like, because, like, I realize like it's a balance of a lot of things, you know. It's not just one whole thing, like that old saying, you know, too much of anything can kill you. Right. Right. So yeah, I believe, you know, balance is important as well.
0: Also, uh, you're a real chef when it comes to addressing the uh, one your your shortcomings and over like you correct you self correct. Ah. And uh, I you. think that eczema story is a great example of that. Ah. That basically, Thank you. yeah, it's you, you were doing one thing, it wasn't working. You went against your, you know, your current beliefs to say, okay, I actually should get help from my mom. Mm-hmm. And you felt, okay, if I, uh, one, um, I'm grateful that she's treating me properly, even though I may have mistreated her. And second, I'm not going to go back and do the same thing. I'm going to actually change my life. Yeah. So that, and, and test things out to see if I can get the results.
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and it seems to have worked out.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that same question you asked me. What about you? What uh? Yeah. What is your uh? What, what's it, um? Well, how does it go? The definition? What, is, what is a good life? What is a good life? There we go.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's for me. There, there's a bit of a materialistic bit to it, which okay. is that it involves me pursuing things that are worth pursuing. Is like the most general way that I could put it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but what that means is a constant. It's like a loop where. You you do something and then you see the effect and then you decide how could I improve upon this and then you do something else mm. and kind of doing that doing that loop is uh, very important for me because it's a it's a way of one um, f- formulating like better questions and testing them.
1: Formulating better questions.
0: Yeah. So so I think okay, out of everything I know now this is the best use of my time. Let me test that by doing that and, mm-hmm. and doing it justice and trying to like really um, uh, do it as well as I can and then see if I get the result that I wanted to get. Yeah. And if I did, then maybe keep doing that or make some small edits here and there. And if not, guess what? Now I've debunked that idea. Yes. So now it's in a sense, I, I've opened up you know my my own mental space to say it, it's almost it's sad but it's kind of true that if i find out that everything that i thought was meaningful is meaningless that's actually an improvement because now i don't have the delusion of thinking that it's yeah. meaningful to me so it, it's it, figuring out what is meaningful is itself the project yeah yeah, and then testing it you know interesting
1: so yeah you're so how you function is uh basically yeah you test out the waters. That's almost uh you're you're a, you're a mild risk taker then. That's what you yeah, do. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, now I mean I kind of have to be now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, don't about <laughs> know. Well, we the thing now? is I th- I think what it is is a fear of risk. If your fear of risk is reduced enough, you don't feel that you're even taking a risk. Yeah, yeah. You just feel that you're making a decision knowing what can go wrong and if you're if you can accept the thing the way that it could go wrong then you could take that risk but if you can't accept it then you can't that's not for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so um one funny one this is kind of closer to the dry pussy podcast but <laughs> one right, funny go. one was that uh, when i first got out of jail i would talk to girls that i liked with the intent of getting rejected because, okay because then i thought well one thing i noticed even when i was a kid was that if i if i like somebody but i don't do anything For whatever reason, it's probably different for everybody, but for whatever reason, for me, it registers as a negative. So neutral is negative for me. But one thing that I realized is taking that type of like failure is uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Neutral is negative, but failure is neutral. (laughs) <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. So if I if I say you're fucking beautiful and I wanna, you know, talk to you or whatever. Yeah. And somebody says, No, fuck you. I don't like anything about you and you're an asshole and a bitch Then I'll <laughs> say, Okay Like but at least now I know in my mind that when I think of you I'm gonna think of that. It's like no fuck you, you're an idiot, you're an asshole, you're a bitch. So you're no longer gonna be like this dream person to me. And in a sense, I it's almost like the moment I realize that you're not into me, then I'm not into you anymore. It's the it's the potential that's scary. Where yeah. I'm like, there's some chance that you're into me. If I can figure out exactly how much you're into me, then it's no longer uh, bothering something for me.
1: Definitely, yeah. Like the thing about, with for me, the thing about women is like, if a woman has you know a lot of ego, then I tend to avoid that. Exactly. Cause uh, and what if
0: you didn't know she had a lot of ego, so you admired her, but then you talked to her and found out, oh no, she's actually not my type then Mm -hmm. it's not a negative right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. definitely
1: yeah like like i don't know like i don't i don't necessarily believe like in zodiac signs or anything until like recently because like i realized a lot of my girlfriends were uh they were like compatible or ex girlfriends sorry um they were compatible with my uh zodiac sign so i'm a capricorn and i dated a uh pisces Mm -hmm. and uh, another capricorn and i never dated any of these like oh also taurus i never dated these other ones and I know now that um, the ones I wasn't attracted to are like tend to be the, you know, the most egoistic ones. So, yeah. Hm. Interesting. Like, oh, man, but.
0: How, how would you feel about it if, uh, if, if you never, if there were never any Zodiacs, but you just knew that you weren't attracted to egoistic people, then it wouldn't take away from it, right?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: um yeah. the zodiac seemed like a middle step for a lot of people. True. Sure, that yeah. no, yeah, but like But for it, you, I mean, you could just say well, does she have an eagle? and then fuck the zodiac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I put Yeah, in the grand scheme, I just take it for um as a grain of salt. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, the next philosophical question. Right, Are go you ready? Ahead. What happens after we die?
1: Ooh, what happens after we die? Um shit just like it used to be nah that's it lights over boom you're done so might as well that's you know that i feel like that was one of the factors of you know my egoistic you know uh masculinity back when i was you know fucking it up i I thought oh i'm gonna die fuck it i'm just and everyone's scared to accept that there that's all lights out i that's what made me feel more superior you know i felt i knew i accepted i felt so confident like ah whatever if we're gonna die we're gonna die these people over here are or relying on religion on something that that a template basically that that's gonna like baby spoon um, spoon feed them and that's what made me feel more you know again more superior like ah oh, you guys don't know shit yeah and uh you know going currently going trying to go through a spiritual journey, my definition of um uh death would be uh I w- I want to say you know in a way reincarnation mm you know that's why uh I try to be more compassionate you know yeah, because like I mean I, I I do I used to not even believe in karma. If I did something bad, I don't care. Fuck karma. That shit don't exist. But now I feel like, well maybe maybe karma is something. Look, I mean look at me like you know a month ago. Look at me now. Like, I was being a douchebag. Here I am suffering with fucking eczema. And uh sure, you know not right now. I'm a, I'm a lot more compassionate with uh, you know from nature to people. I try to uh, you know again like like you said earlier, you know connecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know conversing with uh intellectual people such as you you know that's essentially connecting with nature because again what i was saying earlier um before the podcast is uh we as people we're we're still part of earth we uh we reproduce just like uh, a mother lion um reproduces um with to her uh to her cub right or like uh like
0: a, you know the twin towers are a spider web well, yeah
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh i believe there's like you know, again, like going with, you know, you're, you're into math. There's some connection that goes around the universe that's infinite. And I feel like, you know, in a way, if... Man, I'm, I'm like lost now, but... Uh.
0: Well, that's, that's one of the beauties of studying math and physics is that a lot of things that seem just uh, incomprehensible, you actually learn techniques that allow you to ask and answer meaningful questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, otherwise, you would have no starting point. So it's kind of like uh, if somebody said uh, how far away is something and you had no unit of measurement, and then somebody instead lays down grid lines and they say each one of these is like one meter, then it would be pretty easy to see how far away yeah. it is, or at least a good estimation. So that's kind of what it does is it shows you what the grid lines, some meaningful ways of thinking about things that don't really you wouldn't have come upon on your own basically Mm -hmm. Um, like a good example of that is light and the colors and i know uh our philosophy teacher doesn't (laughs) really agree with this um, a lot of things in physics but that color it turns out corresponds to what mathematicians and physicists call the frequency frequency of of a wave so the frequency is something that's very easy to understand. So if you have any, any repeating action, then there are several ways you could look at it. One way of looking at it is saying, um, if we have one unit of time, how many of those things happen in that unit of time? So per hour, how many th- of those things have happened? Mm-hmm. Um, but another way of saying it is, what's the distance in time between each thing? So uh, like, you know, if, if I uh, tap my leg, um, once every 30 seconds, then that also means I've tapped it twice per minute. Twice also, per minute. Those yeah. two are the same thing. And frequency is just a way, it's the second style. It's saying how many times per something, but what are you counting? Well, you're not counting the taps per leg. You're counting um, uh, some property of uh, yeah. the repeating light wave per unit time. Oh, also, I've been meaning to ask you, do you play any instruments? I used to. I used to play alto saxophone from like the fifth grade. No, here's the craziest thing. I was a jazz musician from the, uh, in sixth and seventh grade on the saxophone. And I feel more that I'm doing jazz music, right? Ever since, like, basically since psychosis. Everything feels like jazz music. More so than, uh, like, regimented behavior. Every improvisation. Basically, I feel like I'm more in tune with the degree that, 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 that the skills that I developed uh, imp- improvising are relevant for my daily life. And that's kind of the artist perspective. Right. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, obviously conversations are one instance of that, but here's one that people don't know. So, Writing proofs, I would argue, which are, are basically, it's like the science side of math, okay. but a proof is like an argument. Uh, okay. writing even even regular arguments like we're where trying to explain okay this is why this fuel efficiency is important hmm. that to me is it's very very close to an improvisation yeah um, on the saxophone because my my teacher would tell me just play any notes but you should probably stay within the key signature yeah um... that, that's how i feel life is you play with you play you generally try to stay within the key signature but after that there's some structure, but then there's... After that, you do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Like, I mean, um, in, I, I play... I learned... The first instrument I learned was guitar when I was 11. My mom took him to um, guitar lessons. Yeah. Then uh, in high school, I played the sousaphone. It's that big, you uh, know, yeah, tuba yeah, instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah What people what call a tuba. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, tuba, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sousaphone. But sousaphone, right. man. <laughs> but uh, I I feel like because... If it wasn't for, like, uh, you know, learning uh, music theory, I wouldn't have survived math. Yeah. And because, you know... Math, again, like math is like a whole new language. Same with math, right? Yeah. But you know, music, I, yeah, yeah. I still. Well, sp- they
0: are both math. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's because the thing. math is the most general description you can give for any kind of structured language.
1: Yeah, fractions. You know, like oh man, like uh, well, what's it called? Uh, um, dude, it's been so long since I learned about music theory. But what's, it, what, what's the beginning bar, Carl? It's a common. Common something I don't know. Common something. It's like it's like your basic one, two. Like one, two, three, four. It's like four and four. It's like the fraction: Oh uh,
0: time signatures. Time signatures. there we yeah. go. But yeah, uh... oh, man. what's well, divisions in time? Arguably, most of physics is talking about time. talking about time. Yeah, yeah because oh, movements man. are just you have a position at different points in time. Dude, yeah. Like and then velocity is just the derivative of that, and acceleration that. Dude, it, it's all logic. Same it's thing with uh, computer chips. Yeah. Um, any differential equation can be modeled onto a uh, analog circuit. Mm-hmm. So um, anything that deals with um, these movements in time arguably could be written in differential equations. Yeah. But some of them, some things written in differential equations could probably be written in music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I mean I don't know which one is more general, but I see the point. There's mm-hmm. definitely a connection. Connection. Yeah. And,
1: and yeah, um, what? All right. Before we get you know a lot more you know no, deep no, no, into no, please, like please. um, what a, same question to you. What's yeah. uh?
0: What happens after we die? What's yeah? Okay, i I'll, I'll say this. Well, the uh, reincarnation is definitely the case if you're thinking of it in terms of the atoms in your body. Yeah. So definitely like uh when your body decomposes and then it breaks down um at its base it's atoms and everything, you know, the reason why the trees can grow and everything yes. can develop that's, that's is because it's say. a it's a new arrangement of the same building blocks. Right. Right. And the also the fact that uh you know, the energy mass relationship is also true. So with babies you feed them and they grow after a certain point you eat and you don't grow as much and then you mm-hmm. even start to shrink a little bit as yeah, you get yeah. older. So there are relationships embedded in living beings that say, Okay, this is how we're gonna use energy yeah. for this period of time. Yeah. And all of those uh respect the mass energy relationship. They have to. Right. So in that sense then you can abstract and say, not only are we recombinations of atoms, we are also energy, and in yes, that sense, yes, that. yeah, you're always alive and you're always a part of everything.
1: Like, um, I forgot. Um, so a monk said this: life is like, uh, like we're we're a cloud, and a cloud never dies because when it uh, precipitates, it uh, what's that other word? Evaporates. 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 Yeah. And it's a cycle. It's never dying. That's how I view it.
0: That we as beings are definitely a part of a cycle. So the sense that uh, death is an end point from an atomic or energy standpoint is not the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the case. Definitely. So, like- but then there's another side of it, which is it. what is the person like through this whole cycle? And uh, there's, there's good reason to believe. And and these are the two weak points of evidence that I have to point to this. Unfortunately, I think there's only weak evidence at this point in time in human history. Yeah. But it might be different a hundred years from now, but here's the evidence as of now that would support this view. Uh, Doing drugs and mental health. What do those say about uh, people? Well, one thing that they could say about people, given that you could do, take a substance for, let's just start with the drugs. We actually don't even need mental health for this argument to work. Is that the things that you consider you, <laughs> uh-huh. a crow. on some level, have something to do with the way that your, the way that substances are interacting. So the smoke, when you smoke a blunt, somehow the substance in that smoke is interacting with your matter in order to change your conscious experience. Yeah. And arguably, the conscious experience is the center of what we mean by people. Um, so argu- so that might be one of the things that does end at death, is the conscious experience that people seem to care about in the sense that, you know, the thing that can be changed with drugs. Um, and mental right. health, it's the same argument, really, but it's that it, the summary of it is that there definitely is a relationship between matter and our conscious experience. And that was not always obvious mm-hmm. in previous times in human history. And we might have a more precise uh, statement that we could make of that nature in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I think in the future, it's going to sound even better because it's gonna, we can, I think we're gonna be able to make specific statements about um, how, how signal processing has something, specifically, has something to do with our conscious state. Mm-hmm. And and then it might then the drugs and the mental health might simply turn out to be specific instances where signal processing is altered. Therefore, the quote unquote person is affected. Now, that doesn't in certain cases, people can completely change. Right. But um, the 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 idea that uh, they're, they are affected by certain substances mm-hmm. is evidence to support the idea that uh that it might be true that um signal processing is what makes people people or it might be true that 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 interactions is between interactions between uh matter are what make people people in addition maybe those two right maybe you need to maybe it's a hardware software type of thing um
1: that makes sense bro
0: because and if that now if that were true i'm not saying that that's true but if that were true that it's some combination of matter and the signal processing that's possible given that matter and whatever system is embedded in that matter. Then the people end when the signal processing ends. Mm. Actually, more specifically, because you could go to sleep or whatever, more specifically when it cannot reboot. Because you could, if you can turn it on and turn, turn it off and then turn it back on, is that really dying? I, I don't know. But what seems to happen in death is that because of de- decomposition – You no longer, the system. I mean, the system is constantly supporting itself. Every every part of your body. You know what I mean. It's constantly. It may seem static, but it takes constant maintenance. So it may be that when the brain uh, can no longer maintain itself to a certain Mm. level of uh, of capability, Mm. that that's when death is. But that's not. We only. I only have weak evidence as of now. I think in the future that that might be more solid. Damn, dude.
1: Yeah, gonna have to start uh, heading out here for class.
0: Okay. Uh, Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, What's up, what's up? In that case, yeah, this is actually all right. Um, Yeah, I guess we could end things now, but we're going to end it in a dramatic way. With the most important question in the universe. The most important question in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Throw or blow? Throw or blow? Throw or blow?
1: Oh, man. I can't ask questions, huh? Uh, throw. That's right. The Chef of X <laughs> Thank you for your time, mm, man. Delicious. <laughs> hey, right on, dude. This is awesome.
0: Here's a quick message from our one and only sponsor, true facts true, true facts. facts we he said it. it therefore it's true you know what's good it's the young sheep i just wanted to give a quick shout out and testimonial to my brothers at true facts you know what i'm saying true facts is the only online news source that i can trust they already figured it out man they post real shit only the shit i agree with you know what i mean you never gotta worry about checking those sources with true facts they got it done plus they got some real n- and bad b- working up in that mother- you know what i'm saying so you know shout out to true facts true, true facts. facts we he said it. it therefore it's true <laughs>